the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by winbet winbet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds winbet has what you need to win sign up today Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. My co-host, as always, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Oh, I'm doing good. I uh, can't say the same about the guy who's working on my bathroom right now. Uh, <laughs> we had a bit of a snowmageddon here uh, overnight uh, yesterday. Even though the city was prepared for it for days, it's like everyone's been uh, speaking about, oh, yeah, we're going to get a bunch of snow and all this. Doesn't matter. Uh, he finishes his job here. He goes back home or tries to go back home, and uh, he's waiting in traffic for hours. He's waiting on the bridge, and uh, they send him back because <laughs> I don't even know why they send him back. But it took hours and hours, and he ended up sleeping in his car overnight and uh, coming back to work here today. So uh, that just shows you how unprepared and how inefficient this city is when it comes to dealing with the winter, uh, unlike the rest of this country, because um, – Vancouver is blessed like that, I guess. We just don't get snow, so we, whenever we do get snow, we get fucked. You couldn't offer him your couch or something, or they could, they couldn't like put him up in a motel. I mean, come on, don't make him sleep in the. He in the left car. like uh, he left hours. He was like halfway home, and then they, they, uh, yeah, no, he, he, I guess he didn't want to intrude. I don't know, but uh, yeah, a rough go for him. But uh, right now, of course, the rain's coming and the snow's turning to slush. Same old Vancouver. <laughs> Yeah, actually, a, a rough go today for me in terms of at a, at a handyman uh, trying to come uh, do some plumbing work in a dishwasher installed, need a new outlet and stuff. And he, he ghosted me today, so I had to find someone else that's coming tomorrow. Been a whole thing. Uh, yeah, tough weather here. It's raining all day. Also, uh, well, mention at the top here, tough news about Chris Letang suffering a second stroke of his career. He'll obviously be out indefinitely. It's something bigger than hockey, so hopefully, you know, he uh, can recover if not to play hockey, just to have, you know, an active lifestyle. So tough news there out of Pittsburgh. Wanted to mention that off the top. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into uh, more fun stuff as we move along here. As always, make sure you uh, check out the Sports Gaming Podcast website, sportsgamingpodcast.com. It has everything you need there. we got the World Cup uh, USA moving on, playing Netherlands on Saturday. That should be fun. Got the winter meetings I always talk about coming up on Sunday. We got football getting into the playoff stretch. We got everything going on. So make sure you check it out. And uh, make sure you check out the Discord too, sg.bn slash Discord. Get in the hockey channel. We got a bunch of new faces in there. We got some face new people talking about team to first first score. They're throwing out the different formulas, throwing spreadsheets in there. So love to see that type of stuff. Love to see all the new uh, new faces and old faces there still contributing in the SGPN Discord, and uh, make sure you follow along to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. If you're listening to the SGPN feed, the classic feed, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed. We usually put it out a few hours earlier for this one. You can subscribe on Apple, sg.pn slash hockey, or Spotify, sg.pn slash hockey s, and leave us a five-star rating review. It helps uh, grow the show, and we're trying to get some uh, more listeners here. 
And give us a follow on Twitter as well, at HockeySGPN, for all the uh, latest happenings and whatnot there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you have anything you want to get into before we start our uh, first segment, Joel? Nah, man. You covered it all. All right. Well, we're missing uh, our third host here, uh, Talon, but we have a third character here joining us. Professor Meyer is here, back for another segment. Take it away. Yeah, just a quick thing here. Uh, you know, when you're when you're casual better, you, you don't really have an appreciation of what the odds really mean. You, you, you just think of uh, um, the, the result of the game and that kind of thing. Like, the, you know, if you're watching sports and that kind of thing, you just uh, pay attention to who's winning the game. So you don't really uh, have an idea of the percentages and the probabilities of the team winning the game so that's the first important thing when it comes to sports betting is understanding the price and how it relates to the percentage the probability of the team winning so let's say um so the basic structure of it is that you need to have a team have a better chance of winning a game than what the odds say so let's say the odds are minus 120 which is the Equivalent of 54.55% that chance of that team's chance to win the game. So naturally, you want to have a an idea of that team's uh, actual chance of winning the game. So yeah, I mean, obviously, more than 54.55%, but uh, you want to have it like significantly higher. I would say like 56, 57, 58%. So the odds would be in your mind like minus 130, minus 135 when the book has it at minus 120. So uh, you just do that little equation there and you'll get to uh, a plus EV bet in your mind. Um, so it's not just about winning the game. Like like casual bettors come into the space and they just want to bet the team that's going to win. But you have to have an understanding of the price and the, the probability of that happening. So uh, uh, like say um, like a, a big favorite is coming in like uh, like minus 220, which is uh, – it's going to be about minus. So it's going to be yeah, 68.75% chance of winning. So the, 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 the team is going to be minus 220. It's obviously going to be a big favorite, and it's going to be a much better team. But there's still only 68.75% chance to win the game. So you have to do the math, and you have to figure that this team has got to have at least a 70% chance of winning the game, or more preferably, for you to make that bet. Otherwise, it's a minus EV bet. So uh, that's just important information to get out there and keep in mind instead of just like backing teams. You got to back the numbers too. You got to look at the price and you got to look at the odds and you got to look at uh, what you make that team to win the game. So that's just some basic information here. We have to remember too that the uh, the original the original sports books, the original wise guys, the old guys, the uh, yes, yes, so the the old Italians and Englishmen who came up with stuff, they used fractional odds, right? So this stuff directly equivalent, was it directly equivalent to the, the odds. So like uh, when you hear 10 to 1, 20 to 1, 22 to 1, those are fractions. Those immediately apply to percentages and decimal odds. Uh, whereas the American style odds, they don't really do that. You have to do the math yourself or in a, a betting calculator. Um, but the, that just shows you how, how the odds directly apply to percentages. So that's just... The most important thing, honestly, in all of uh, sports betting, and it's uh, something that a lot of us know by now, but I just wanted to put that out there in case uh, some people still think that you just bet the team rather than just 
the number that they're uh, supposed to win at. Um, that's the basic uh, goal of our game. Yeah, that's a, some excellent points there. I wanted to piggyback off a few things. This is something I was thinking about just last week, two weeks ago for myself, is uh, getting a, an odds compared to implied, pub, implied probability chart, keeping it on, on your screen if you have the screen space, maybe print it out, save it in your phone, just so you can you can look at it and be like, okay, this this team is minus 150. What's the implied probability? It's 60%. Okay, 55.6% is minus 125 it's only a four, 4.4% difference, but there's a big difference between minus 150 and minus 125. So I think just doing that and like familiarizing yourself with what money lines uh, equate to what probabilities is something that is something that's going to be important. And also, yeah, what people, what people always come in the discord, be like, okay, what's the lock for tonight? Well, th- this team should win, but we got them at this odds. And now they're now that now the lines moved. So we say like, okay, we're on this, but don't necessarily tail it because, while they should win, now the the lines moved away from it. So that's something also you brought up as a good point. And then something I thought about before this, because I figured you'd bring up something like this for this segment, is uh, you look at a team, look at the team that you're not betting on and be like, okay, what odds would the team have to be for me to bet on them? Like, for example, if we're looking at at tomorrow's slate, there's a few few big favorites on there. If we look at someone like the Coyotes Kings, the last game on tomorrow's slate, or yeah, the Kings are minus 250. The Coyotes are plus 200. The Kings should win, but do you trust them at minus 250? And you, you don't want to take the Coyotes at plus 210, but would you take them plus 250? Would you take them plus 300? That's something you have to like ask yourself and be like, just give yourself a different type of perspective rather than looking at, okay, this team's better. They're minus 250. I'll lay the juice. Let me let me just bet that and bet that way. And then one more thing is like, yeah, people people see a bet. Something some people talk about where people always talk about fading the boosts. And if there's something's boosted up to plus 200 or plus 300, they're like, oh, they always lose. Well, yeah, something at plus 200 is supposed to lose two-thirds of the time. Something at plus 300 is supposed to lose three-quarters of the time. And, yeah, sometimes there are some uh, shady happenings or it looks like shady happenings going on with boosts if a lot of books are boosting similar things. But overall, if as long as you follow the boosts and follow the uh, EV plus strategies, it, you should come out on top. So it's frustrating when the boosts lose. It's frustrating when your bets lose, but the best thing you can do is, is what you said is make sure you said last show, make sure you have a lot of books so you can line shop and also make sure you understand what you're betting. You're betting on a team, but you're betting on the price. You're betting on what percentage you think they have a chance to win compared to what the price is. And as long as you have you think you have some sort of edge there, that's what you're looking for. Absolutely right. Then, like you said, there is no such thing as a lock. Uh, the best, the closest thing you get to a lock is where you have a line that is far off from what the price you're getting at. So the closest, or the further away you get from those odds from your own price, that that's the closest thing that could be a lock. Like say, if you make a game minus 200, but the line gives you minus 150, that's that's as close as you get to a lock because mm-hmm. uh, you don't really get those too often in this game. That the books are pretty sharp, uh, especially if you're betting closer to game time where the uh, the lines are sharpest. But yeah, they, uh, I, I'd rather just get away from locks altogether, although that's part of our gig. I understand <laughs> that. But uh, if you look at a record, maybe we uh, maybe we uh, don't have the best when it comes to that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, the, the basic point is that we're betting these, betting numbers, not teams necessarily. We're just like, we obviously know who the better teams are most of the time, but that just 
that doesn't mean they're going to win. Like they, they all have a probability attached to them. So that's, that's what these odds are all about. And um, yeah, that's just what's most important going forward. Um, and yeah, of course, like you said, you got to look at the other side of it too. Cause uh, a lot of times we, 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 we make these picks, but uh, uh, like the next day, the odds can be totally different. We might even look at the other side, but that's happened a few times on this show where I bet the other team than the one I gave out on the show just because the lines moved that far. So, uh, yeah, just pay attention to the odds and remember that they're all attached probabilities. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to keep this chart up here, this show, maybe go, maybe mention some implied probabilities for this show, possibly moving forward if that's something you guys are interested in. But, yeah, th- that's definitely something that people should be uh, keeping, keeping, up, keeping up for. All right, uh, that that segment was sponsored by uh, Joel's whatever's going on in Vancouver out there, all, all his uh, DGen action. But our next spent, our next segment here is uh, brought to you by WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet build-your-own-bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Right, Joel, you ready to get into this uh, big 11-game slate for Thursday, December 1st? Okay. All right, let's uh, start it off here with... One of our favorite teams here, the New Jersey Devils, are at home hosting the Predators. The odds here, the Devils are big favorites, minus 210 on the money line. On the puck line, uh, minus 1.5, plus 120. Predators are plus 180. Over-under is set at 6.5. Over, plus 105. Under, minus 125. Uh, Kick us off here, Joel. What do you got? This is a good example, actually, of... um of how the odds work because uh, i bet the devils at minus 175 obligatory bet you know you just bet the devils at this point early on because the line's gonna move in their favor because that's how this thing works uh they're a team that's not really publicly perceived to be a great team but the metrics suggest they are and and they are a good team so the the sharp betters will bet them and the line will move so we we saw this this uh move out to minus 210 here which is about a four percent uh, increase in probability. So uh, at this point, it, it's tougher to bet them. So um, at uh, when it, when it comes to this kind of thing, when you're late to a line move, I would suggest just uh, betting less and betting on uh, devils and regulation. That that's the way to do it in this spot. You miss the better number, so you you can you can stake a little less and bet them in regulation because they are the much better team here than the Predators. Predators, they fucking struggled against the Ducks. They're they're not a great team. They're uh, their road form is not great. Uh, Saros is struggling. Their uh, their old guys are not performing as well as they did last year. Meanwhile, the Devils are just uh, supercharged. These guys are running all four lines. Constant assault. Like, I, I honestly haven't seen a lot of Devils games this year because I don't really watch uh, the early slate 
for the most part because I'm working during that time of day. But uh, I did see the demos the other night, and you can actually see with the eye test. You can they pass the eye test with how how well they play. They just run all four lines. It's constant attack, and uh, they're a legitimate team both in terms of the stats and in terms of the traditional uh, hockey. Uh, I test. So, yeah, I love the doubles here, but at minus 210, it's a little uh, less appealing. So I would say a smaller play in regulation, maybe a small play on the under six and a half here, too, given the fact that the Predators are struggling to score and the doubles, they, they shut teams down. But uh, stronger play, the doubles in regulation here. At the, I imagine it's about minus 135. Yeah, all good points there. Don't have too much to add. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love the Devils here at minus 175. I would have hopped all over that. But for me, I'm looking at the Devils minus one at minus 136. That gets you a push if they only win by one or if it goes to overtime and they win there. But you said a Nashville struggled against Anaheim. They have not been the same this season. And what's interesting about Devils is it's like they're not that much of a different team than last season. Obviously, Vanacek in goal has been a huge addition, but they're the best expected goals for team by far. Uh, Andre Palat was their big free agent addition. He hasn't even played yet. I guess Eric Halla for Zaka was a good good swap for them, but it's more so just Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes Nico Hischier, Jesper Bratt, all kind of taking a step forward and you know they're, they're coaching and just rolling four lines, like you said. So yeah, Devils. And uh, yeah, I would also lean to the under. Nashville can't really score. And New Jersey is does seem content to kind of get up 3-1, 4-1 and kind of just sit back and, and forecheck the hell out of the other team and, and get a few of those type of wins. They have a few 5-1 wins in their past uh, eight games here. So you could get that. So I do like the under and also like the Devils, whether you want to take them in regulation, minus one or as a parlay piece. I think that's the way you got to play this game. All right, going down to uh, 7 o'clock slate again here. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Philadelphia Flyers. game itself is in Philadelphia at the Farg. Uh, Lightning minus 215 on the money line, uh, plus 115 on the puck line. Flyers are plus 185. Over-under is at 6. Over and under both paying off minus 110 here. Uh, Flyers coming off a surprising win. Any win they have this season really is surprising on a Tuesday night, even though the Islanders aren't that good, as I've been uh, saying for a few shows now. But I can't see the Flyers losing or winning back-to-back games here. But I also can't really trust the Lightning at minus 200 or more on the road. They've been up and down, haven't been the same team that we've seen in prior years. So I would probably stay away from a side here or even a team total or a regulation bet. If I had to bet on the game, I would look for the under, uh, assuming both Vasilevsky and Carter Hart start. Uh, both two solid goalies, even though Vasilevsky's not playing up to his talent level so far this season. I'd also watch out for a uh, Tampa Bay, some uh, power play point props. They have the fifth best power play in the league. Flyers don't have a great penalty kill. I think they gave up a power play goal to the Islanders last game and two to the Islanders game before. Tampa Bay has scored a power play goal in each of their last eight games. So look at one of those lesser players on the top unit, not Kucherov or Stamkos or Point, maybe Sergachev or I don't know if Kalorn's on their top unit or who else might be on there. But yeah, that'd probably be my only play for this game. So I don't have any uh, strong metrical analysis of this game. Uh, we always know, or we obviously know that the Lightning are the much better team here. We've been uh, having fun fading the Flyers for the most part in the past uh, few weeks after their their strong start. But now they won a game. And I'm thinking that this is a team that is basically just uh, momentum-based. They're motivation-based. Now that they won a game, I think that they might be uh, 
buy in a little bit more into the tort system and they can come and they can keep up this uh the, the homestand here and, and and fend out the lightning i don't know if i'm going to take the the money line for the flyers but i think they can keep it close so i'm going to take that talents reverse puck line we're giving it to go with the uh, plus one and a half at minus 135 i think that is a decent play uh just need the flyers to keep it close after the lightning uh loss of the bruins there uh big game for them um basically surrounded the division i think uh, it's gonna be hard for them to uh, top the division at this point with the leafs and the bruins well ahead of them so i, I like the flyers here at uh, minus 135 on the puck line uh maybe a sprinkle in the money line but uh you know, even in the Flyers, their losing streak, they, they they still had a few overtime games. They kept getting close, so that's what they do. So I, I do like them to keep it close once more. So give me the Flyers here, plus one and a half. Probably the only time I've actually uh, been on their side in this show. But uh, that's where I'm going with this. So just because the, the minus 215 for the Lightning isn't, isn't really uh, appealing to me at all at this point. Yeah, minus 215 is what? About between 66 and 69% to win. I, I don't think they have that. And uh, yeah, on, on the road, they they lost in, in Boston, won in overtime in Buffalo, won in overtime in Nashville, lost in Washington, won, in, won by one in San Jose. So like they're not great on the road, so the Flyers could keep it close. I do like that angle. And uh, Brandon Hagel is the guy that's on the top power play with those four guys. He's also playing on the, on the top line with Braden Point and Kucherov. So he's been a guy that you could target kind of under the radar to uh, maybe even just get a point inside of a power play point. All right, going on down here again, the 7 o'clock slate. We have the Colorado Avalanche at the Buffalo Sabres. Game itself is in Buffalo. Uh, Avalanche are minus 200 on the money line, plus 115 on the puck line. The Sabres are plus 170. Over-unders at 6.5. Over paying off minus 105. Under minus 115. Can the Avs bounce back, Joel? I believe so. We're, we're talking about... Uh... High money lines, minus 200 is uh, more of a favorable one here for the Avalanche with the Sabres going to be on a back-to-back. They're playing Craig Anderson. Eric Eric Comrie is out, so uh, it's going to be uh, Pekka Lukanen, the Urukai guy there in net. So that's not positive for the Sabres. But meanwhile, the Avalanche are uh, yeah, they're coming off a bad loss against the Jets, losing 5 nothing, I believe. Um, just uh, couldn't get any scoring done. They, were, they outshot the Jets significantly but um yeah just uh, couldn't get the offense going i think that that can change dramatically in this one with the sabers terrible defense and uh bad goaltending too so i like the abs here to win this game by margin um i also like the over two i know the abs are, are a bit stingy defensively and they had some good goaltending but um right now i i, I like the abs to uh win this game and um and uh, get the over there, too, with the uh, the Sabres' uh, potent offense. We already saw them score four goals and two periods against the Red Wings. So they can keep it going. Like The, the Sabres are all about vibes, I think. They're, they're just like a, a vibe team. They, they, they lose a bunch of games. They feel like shit. They win a bunch of games. They feel great. Yeah, surpri- surprising loss there to uh, Winnipeg, 5 nothing. They did, did outshoot them 40-23, to as you alluded to. Uh, had 62% of the expected goal share at five on five so it looks like they just got goalied there by hellebuck who's been playing unreal this season i don't think that'll happen uh, against the sabers especially on a back-to-back but you also mentioned the sabers go all based off vibes and right now they're beating detroit 4-2 in detroit maybe they'll uh have another back-to-back with back-to-back wins as they did last week against montreal and then st louis but 
the ads are much better than St. Louis. I think they'll be able to bounce back here. Uh, I do like the over, as you said, but I think the better play here is just the ads. I also took them on that minus one line at uh, minus 129. Trying that out tomorrow. Hopefully I don't get uh, too screwed over by that. And then also here, I mentioned it for the Jets game. Didn't come through, obviously. They didn't score any goals, but uh, the Avs have the best power play in the league. Sabres have one of the worst penalty kills, so maybe look at a uh, JT Comfer uh, power play point as long as he's still in the top unit, which he is, according to uh, Daily Faceoff, probably until Rodriguez comes back or something like that. And for the Jets game, McCarr, McKinnon, and uh, Rantanen, their power play point odds were all minus odds and uh comfort was like plus 300 so there there's some value there alone if you're looking just for a long shot in this game all right going on down the final seven o'clock game here we got the vegas golden knights at the pittsburgh penguins we got phil kessel returning to pittsburgh uh penguins are minus 120 golden knights are plus 100 over under is at six and a half over at minus 105 under paying off minus 115 uh, this is a game here where I, I'm taking the Golden Knights here at uh, even money, plus 100. I think they're just the better team. They have not shown that they have any problems on the road this season at 10-2. Uh, and two. Uh, Also looking out for some Golden Knights, maybe shots on goal props. They have the ninth most shots per game, and the Penguins allow the fifth most shots per game. So look at something like that. Eichel, uh, Marshall Sojus is pretty good. Riley Smith can sneak in there or defenseman. I think Shea Theodore or Petrangelo I haven't really looked at their game logs, but I'll definitely be taking some Golden Knights uh, shots on goal props for Thursday night. And uh, yeah, Pittsburgh lost two straight. Had kind of a tough stretch of games here with Toronto, Carolina, and now Vegas after uh, beating the Flyers and having that big win streak. So I'll take Vegas here at uh, even money. I think they have better than a 50-50 chance to win this one. Uh, pretty pretty evenly matched teams here. Uh, Penguins have been another up and down team. They're uh, they're a bit of a they're, they're gone the up streak now though. I mean they they pushed the Kings to overtime. Pretty evenly matched game there as well. Whereas the Knights there uh, they lost a couple bad games to the Canucks and the Sharks, uh, and they barely beat the uh, who did they beat? They beat the um, I don't know. They 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 barely beat some team that they should have crushed. Uh, so they're in a, not the best spot. Actually, they're 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 pretty evenly matched teams right now. So the the line makes sense to me so far as the side. I'm looking at the total. I like the under six and a half here. It only minus one fifteen. This will be a, a low scoring affair, I think. Uh, with the Penguins, they were a high scoring team last year, but this year they're they're reverting to more uh, a defensive style. Um, even with Latang out now, uh, he's more of an offensive guy anyway. So that doesn't really harm their defensive structure. So I like the under six and a half here, minus 115. Both goalies playing well, especially if it's to Smith. He's, he's been pretty good this year. Jari's been hit and miss, hit or miss. And uh, Logan Thompson for the Knights is uh, apparently a, a Vezina candidate if you look at the odds. So uh, I do like the under six and a half here quite a bit. And I, I do lean the Knights, though, at plus 100. Just uh, um over overall team, I think is is stronger, better depth, whereas the Penguins have that uh, that uh, higher end talent, I guess, with Crosby and Malkin and Ricardo Cal, who is having an awesome year. So yeah, give me the Knights slight lean and the under six and a half at minus one fifteen for a stronger play. 
Yeah, I also like that under here. Pittsburgh's gone under in uh, four straight and five of six, and Vegas has gone under in four straight as well, and for everything you mentioned, too. So, yeah, I'll also be on the under six, or under six and a half, yes. All right, moving down to the eight o'clock spot here, we have the Carolina Hurricanes at the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Blues are home underdogs here at plus 110. Hurricanes are minus 130. Over under, we get a rare five and a half here, overpaying off minus 120. Underpaying off plus 100. What are you thinking about this one? I'm thinking this line doesn't make any sense at all. Trap line? Uh, it's a trap? It's a trap line. Oh, yeah. The books want you to take the Hurricanes here. They're just dying for you to take the Hurricanes. Vegas knows that the Blues will win this game, so they want you to bet all your money on the Hurricanes. That's why they're offering up minus 130. Uh, on the contrary, it's just a bad line. I like the Hurricanes quite a bit here. Minus 130. Uh, the Blues are just not a great team this year. They're they're another up-and-down team. Like They go on streaks and whatnot. Uh, but they're kind of settling down into the middle of the pack. Uh, I hope they don't make the playoffs for futures reasons, but uh, I'm pretty confident that they'll be in a, a struggle all the way going forward because they're, they're not the same team that they were the past few years. Uh, Bennington's been a bit better this year than last year, but at the same time, their they're, they're forward depth, their forward goal scoring has dried up completely, especially without Perron on the power play. Uh, meanwhile, the Hurricanes, they're just a, a complete team. You know, they're not particularly great in every area, but they're 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 pretty good in every single area, especially on the uh, defensive side of the ice. So uh, I quite like the Hurricanes here at minus 130 to uh, to win this game. And uh, I would like the under two, except it's already down to minus over five and a half. So uh, that that doesn't have any value for me. But uh, Hurricanes minus one thirty would be my strong play on this one. Yeah, you, you can shop around on this under and get uh, I got under six at minus one thirteen. If you have multiple books, you can look for that. Uh, or if tomorrow, if the over gets bet up to six, if and you prefer that, you can take that. But yeah, uh, this is I don't quite understand this line. Carolina is only behind the devils in terms of expected goals for percentage uh st louis is down there in what the bottom bottom 10 there just under uh just above 49 percent hurricanes are a much better team even with kostikov if he started in their, their third string goalie even with them missing patcheretti who they got in the offseason um yeah playing a lot of three two games recently maybe uh look for a, a win by one goal or something like that but yeah the under uh Four straight unders for them, uh, eight of their past nine. Uh, and, yeah, St. Louis has lost three of their past four. Only win was in overtime in Florida. I think that was a comeback win. I think, yeah, I think Florida was up big in that one, and they came from behind, and I was pissed off. But, uh, yeah, so Carolina here, minus 130, and the under if you can find an under six. It is good to see uh, a five-and-a-half creep back in. Mm, yeah. uh, we're getting the real hockey back. Uh, no more of this crazy Kraken Kings games. <laughs> uh, it's good to see some uh, some uh, respect paid to the sport with uh, under six or under five-and-a-half here. Yeah, good old days there. I'm moving on to the second and final game here at 8 o'clock. We have the Edmonton Oilers at the Minnesota Wild. Uh, game itself is in Minnesota. Wild are minus 145. Oilers are plus 125. Over-under set at 6.5. Overpaying off minus 120. Under is plus 100. Um, when I first looked at this game, I, I forgot that Edmonton was playing tonight. So I was like, why is Edmonton plus 125? But I still think even with them playing tonight, and they're starting Skinner tonight, so it'll be Campbell in Minnesota. I think they shouldn't have to exert too much energy to beat the Blackhawks, I would hope. And I think they're a better team than the Wild are. The Wild barely beat Arizona uh, last time out. 
So I think just Edmonton, anytime you can get them as as dogs against a team like Minnesota, who's 10 wins, 11 losses on the year, 5-6-1 at home. They haven't really been great at all. I mentioned last show, maybe take them to miss the playoffs because they're in a tough division and not even in a playoff spot right now. Uh, but yeah, I don't trust either team, so I'm just going to lead into the dog here. Edmonton, uh, plus 125. I'm going to wait to see what happens tonight with them, and maybe this line will move up because teams that are on a back-to-back typically get bet against, and I'll uh, hope for that. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the other side here with the Wilds. I know that they haven't been playing great. Like you said, struggled to beat the Coyotes and whatnot, other riffraff in the league, but... Um, I do think that they're a good side, another more balanced side, whereas the Oilers are another top-heavy team. Um, yeah, with the, them playing the Blackhawks tonight, I do think the Blackhawks might give them a give them a battle. And you, you mentioned Stuart Skinner starting tonight. Jack Campbell is much worse at this point, so I do like that for the Wild. So at only minus 145, I still like the Wild here uh, just to uh, get things going. Like they, They've had a bit of a... Bit of a slow start to the year, but um, at some point you, they got to turn it around. They they've got too much talent up and down the lineup. Um, their goaltending situation is is not good either. But uh, of course, <laughs> anytime you're going against the Oilers, it, it's uh it's it looking pretty good. So yeah, give me the Wild here at only minus one forty five. That's my pick for this one. All right, we got a uh, got a comeback brewing here in Detroit. Uh, Detroit going down four three now. So maybe that's those, the uh, over. Those that's the over. Bang maybe bang those- it. <laughs> Maybe those, gang bang. <laughs> those Buffalo vibes could be turning sour. So definitely <laughs> watch out for that. Uh, all right, moving down to the 830 slot here. We have the Anaheim Ducks at the Dallas Stars. Stars, huge favorites here, minus 285. On the puck line is minus 110. Ducks are plus 240. Their puck line plus one and a half is also minus 110. Over under is six and a half. Over plus 105. Under minus 125. Uh, do you, where are we finding value on this one, Joel? So I love the show with that that segment about price and probability, and um, I paid the price for that, no pun intended, last year, last week with the the Black Wednesday when I I laid 2.5 units mm-hmm. on the Hurricanes at minus 350 to beat the fucking Coyotes and they lost for nothing. Eh, sometimes in hockey, it's it's just a different sport. There, there's more variance here. That's why the uh, the pros tell you to stake less. In this sport, there's more randomness, more luck involved. So, uh, you know, even though minus 285, I think that there's still value on that. Um, but when it comes to the hockey, there, there's random shit happens. Like teams show up in one day, they don't the next, and the puck just bounces the right way for some teams. The goalie shows up one day, uh, he plays well, and the other day he just uh, couldn't give a shit. So, um, yeah, minus 285 here, I do think that there's value on the stars. But uh, the better way to play that is a, a lower stake in the uh, Stars team total. I tried this against the the Ducks with the Preds the other night. They fucking shit the bed. But uh, with the Stars here, more powerful team, more potent offense, especially on the power play. They should be able to take the Ducks to task. Um, like a dip, that was one of Gibson's good nights too. Like he he was pretty good against the Preds. I don't think that he can keep it up two games in a row here on this road trip. So I, I like the Stars team total over three and a half here minus 120 minus 125 something in that range um otherwise you can do uh, like a stars and regulation at minus 155 or so minus 160 uh that's what i'm looking in this one i can't see any uh reason to back the ducks in the spot 
Yeah, I mean, Stars are a much better team overall. At home, they're 6-2-2. Two two. Uh, Ducks are just awful on the road, 2-9-2. Uh, I'm trying out this parlay. I, I tried out tonight with the Maple Leafs, but they couldn't score in the first period. Um, Dallas to win. Dallas to score oh, a goal in the score Wings first. Wings just tied it. <laughs> Wings tied it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So I, I got this parlay here. You can use that uh, build your own bet on win bet we talk about. Uh, Dallas to win. Dallas to score first. Dallas to score in the first period. And Dallas first period spread plus half a goal. So if, if it's a tie, that counts as a win. That gets up to plus 115. Um, I bet that even before looking at these stats here, the Ducks have the second most first period goals in the league at 27 and 23 games. And the Ducks have allowed the most first period goals in the league in with 28 and 23 games. So Stars should be able to score four for you, get the team total. But I, I'd rather get some plus money here and hope that they can score first and just maintain that lead throughout the game. So that's what I bet for this one, but I, I, don't, I don't hate team total or regulation or taking a minus one or doing some sort of them with a parlay with one of the other big favorites just to get get the odds down there and get some uh, value. You're very creative with those uh, ways of uh, finding hey, you got to build your own and, uh, no? Yeah, fair enough. All right, going down to the uh, 9 o'clock slot here, we have the Montreal Canadiens at the Calgary Flames. Flames, another huge favorite uh, on this docket here. Flames minus 285, puck line minus 110. Same same line as last game. Uh, Canadiens plus 240, puck line plus 1.5, also minus 110. Over-under set at 6, over is minus 120, under is plus 100. Uh, for this one here, I don't know if I can trust calgary yet to be this big of a favorite i know they did have that big win against florida but they got outshot 33 23 they lost three games prior to that i know they're back at home now where they're a much better team but yeah montreal's also cooling off they got shut out by san jose uh, kakinen in net there they barely beat chicago barely beat columbus so maybe this is a spot where calgary can kind of stay hot there after beating florida but i I can't trust and delay that, that type of juice there. Uh, minus 285 equates to about 74% chance of winning, which I could see the Habs pulling off an upset. So maybe look at the Flames puck line at minus 110 if you want to bet this game. But uh, this is probably as close to a uh, La Paz game as it comes for me. Yeah, like you said, exact same lines of the previous game, except the difference now is that the Canadians are a better team than the Ducks, and the Flames, as currently situated, are a worse team than the Stars. So this line does not make nearly as much sense as the other one, and there's no value on the favorite here, given what I just said. So I'm going to lean to the uh, the, the Habs side here. Uh, they're a feisty team. They've been playing up to their opponents. Uh, uh, coming out here on this, this Western road trip, we've seen how many Habs fans show up in uh, Canadian cities outside of Montreal, and uh, it'll be a pretty even crowd there. Maybe not even, but it'll, it'll be a healthy quotient quota of uh, Canadian fans here. So I, I do like the, the Habs here for the upset, uh, but maybe the the one bet I might want to play would be the, the Habs plus one and a half, minus 110. I think that they can keep it close, absolutely. Maybe an under six here, plus 100. I know the Flames' goaltending has been bad, but uh, their goal scoring has also been pretty rough. I know they put up... Uh, uh, six against the Panthers, but uh, one or two of those goals were in garbage time, and it's the Panthers. They they get up goals for fun, so I don't mind the under six here at plus 100. Uh, but a stronger player might be to the Habs. I probably won't end up betting this game, full honesty. But if I had to bet this game, I think the the Habs plus one and a half would be the one uh, I would look at. 
You got, you got two reverse puck lines here. The Talon's not even here. Talon would love this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I probably would lean. If the Canadians get up to plus 260, plus 270, maybe I'll, I'll drop something on it. This is probably a game I'm, I'm going to pass on. All right, going down. We got uh, three late games here. Going to the 10 o'clock slot, we have the Washington Capitals at those Seattle Kraken. The game itself is in Seattle. Kraken are minus 125. Capitals are plus 105. Over-unders at six, over minus 105, under minus 115. Uh, talk about those Kraken, Joel. How, how, how was that? How crazy was that game? I, I was asleep for the end of it, but I mean, what was there, 17 goals total against the uh, Kings on Tuesday? Oh, yeah, crazy game, crazy game. That's why uh, That's why we watch this fucking sport, man. We, we like the 2-1 games, but we also need these crazy shit to happen uh, to keep us all invested. You know, some guys just like seeing goals scored in the net being banged in there and uh, others just like seeing some rigid physical hockey where uh, teams are putting on the line to protect a one goal late in the game i lean toward the latter but uh, sometimes you just want to get drunk and watch the fucking uh, light go red and that's what we saw with the kraken and the kings and i think it's gonna be more of the same in this one i know the capitals are more of a defensively structured team than the kings and uh camper's been playing better of late and charlie Lindgren too is a decent backup as well the young kid but the kraken here they're they're an over team absolutely even though they have dave hextall behind the bench who is more of a defensively minded coach but he's working with the tools he's given so he's he's throwing them all out there and they're they're making um some good moves there especially offensively so I do like the over six here, minus 105. And you know I'm leaning the Kraken way. They're just uh, there's a juggernaut right now, and the Capitals are still banged up. We all know this. They're still missing key players. So, no, they're, they're an average team. They're 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 going to make their way up. Uh, they'll be competing for a playoff spot by the end of the year. But uh, right now the Kraken have all the momentum. They're on a streak now. And uh, after taking care of the Kings here, I do expect them to take care of it at home. But a uh, stronger play here would be over six at minus 105. Well, yeah, I was going to say these are two under teams so far. But I mean, Seattle had that game on Tuesday. Washington has had a bunch of unders in a row. But yeah, for for the total, I'd probably stay away. But of course, crack crack here. Uh, Seattle on a huge winning streak, won uh, six in a row. Now they're back at home in front of those uh, rabid Kraken fans there. So you got to take Seattle here at only minus 125 at home where they're 6-4-2. and two. More importantly, uh, Washington is 3-7-2 and two on the road. Did have that win in Vancouver, but Vancouver's not nearly as solid as a team as Seattle is so far this season. Uh, Seattle has the 12th best expected goals for Washington's down there at 22nd. So quite the difference there. And yeah, Kraken just... I feel like they're being a better team so far, and minus 125 is, is a good price for them. Um, so, yeah, that's my play for this one. All right, the other 10 o'clock game here is those Florida Panthers we just talked about at the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks home dogs, plus 120. Panthers road cats, minus 140. Over-unders at 6.5. Over minus 130. Under plus 110. Joel, I did not appreciate the no laugh at the road cats, but uh, what do you think your Canucks are going to do here? Canucks are going to win, of course. Uh, yeah, a bit of a struggle against the Capitals, but I do think that the Capitals uh, were able to shut down what the Canucks do best, uh, mainly the, the the power play. The Canucks couldn't get it going. I know the Capitals don't have the best penalty kill, but uh, they found a way to do it there. Canucks were downright sloppy um, on their end of the ice, and, uh, of course, they're always sloppy in their own end of the ice. <laughs> 
So, uh, I, yeah, I, I do think the Canucks win this one, plus 120. I think yeah, a little bit of value there, but the uh, stronger player is the over 6.5 at minus 130. The Panthers are still the Panthers. Uh, not quite the same run-and-gone team we saw last year, but pretty much the same. <laughs> it's like 90, 90% of the same team, and uh, they, they still can't stop the puck. They still can't um, stop scoring. So I like the over 6.5 here at minus 130. The Canucks have firepower. Panthers have firepower. Uh, yeah, there's going to be seven plus goals in this game. I'm pretty sure of that. And, um, yeah, I also bet the, the Canucks for a little bit as well. Yeah, it's tough to, uh, take that juiced over six and a half and minus 130, or if it gets up to seven taking that. But I, I think you have to here that both of these teams can score. Both of them could also give up goals. There's been, uh, eight straight overs for the Panthers. Uh, Vancouver has plenty of overs as well in their, Recent games, uh, last game, like you said, should have went over, but they only scored one against Washington. But I think I'm leaning to, to Florida here. You know, I don't know if I can trust them fully on the road. Minus 140 gives a uh, implied probability around of around 58, 59 percent. Maybe a, a, a bit too high, but I, I think they're a better team than their record has shown. Somehow they have the uh, quietly have the third best expected goals for percentage in the league, despite you know, not looking too great and not really clicking too much so far this season. And Vancouver's, you know, we keep talking about it, down there, bottom uh, five, just just above the Flyers at 44.78%. So I would lean to the Panthers here at minus 140. But yeah, the stronger play is the over six and a half at, at minus 130. If if you can't trust the uh, Panthers as road favorites, just, just play the over. That's probably going to be my only play for this game anyway. All right, closing it out here, 10.30 slot. We got the Arizona Coyotes at the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, game itself is in Los Angeles at the Crypto.com Arena. Kings are minus 250, closing out with another huge favorite. Uh, puck line is plus 105. Coyotes are plus 210. Uh, puck line plus 1.5, minus 125. Over-under is at 6. Over minus 115. Under is minus 105. I, I couldn't really find too much value in this one. I don't know if I trust the Kings fully as a uh, minus 250 favorites, even against the Coyotes who have shown that they can be, be pesky a little bit and win as big underdogs. Um, the one bet I did play so far is something that Talon threw out for tonight's Edmonton game is uh, the Kings to win by one at plus 245. We talk about it in the discord, the Kings, you're always sweating out their games. Uh, Coyotes have a lot of one-goal losses recently. Uh, their last three were all 4-3 games. Two went to a shootout. The Kings, I mean, had a last two games went to overtime, went to overtime a few games ago as well. So I think this could be a closer game than some people expect. Uh, Vegmelka has been great in net, 9-16 save percentage. Goals against average under three. Uh, the Kings, they have Jonathan Quick now because uh, they waved Cal Peterson on Wednesday. Quick save percentage, 890. So I could see the Coyotes kind of maybe surprising them here and, and keeping it close. So maybe another reverse puck line here. I'm not sure if you're going to be on that, Joel, or just take the Coyotes if they get up to high enough. But I did sprinkle that Kings by one at plus 245, just, just for a half unit so far. That's about as much as you can do with this game. Uh, <laughs> I have no strong feeling on this one. The uh yeah, the, the the Kings, they're they're a weird team. Can't really get a handle on them. The Coyotes, same thing. Um, they they show up in weird spots. Their shooting percentage is off the charts. Their goaltending can be like uh, Dominic Kasich one night, and then uh, like Philip Grubauer the next night. 
Yeah, they're all over the place. So I don't have a feel for the side at all. But if I had to bet this game, I do like the under six here, minus 105. Uh, just back in the 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 regression of the Coyote shooting percentage and the Kings as well. I mean, they both they're both shooting better than what they're expected to do in terms of goal scoring. So uh, that that's the only way I would look to in this game. It's it's about you might think it's hard to do that with the back and under after the Kings just scored eight against the Kraken, but that was that game was a one of a kind. It's really doubtful you'll find another a more high scoring game all season long. So that that that's a data point you could probably throw out for the most part. Um, so yeah, I like the under six year minus one of five. Especially they like the Kings, they're, they're going to want to like uh, reorient themselves and then just mm-hmm. so they, they don't allow that many fucking goals, especially not to the Coyotes who don't have the half the talent of the Kraken. So uh, yeah, under six and minus one and five here would be my best bet for this one. Yeah, I don't mind that. And looking at it further here, I like the uh, first period under one and a half. Uh, I'm not sure what those odds are at. Let me let me click in here and find it real quick. Uh, plus one fifteen. Surprised that it's. I mean. Usually first period over one and a half is favored. So the under at plus 115 is, is a good play. Uh, all season and 20 games, the Coyotes have scored a season low nine goals in the first period. Uh, Kings have scored a bit more, but over the past past few games, they really haven't. Uh, on the season, the un- first period under is uh, 11 and nine for the Coyotes and 14 and 11 for the Kings. So I'll, I'll take that at plus 115 probably as one of my strongest plays for this one. I got a uh, got a handful of consensus plays here. I think as we went along, I wrote some of these down. Um, Devils and Avalanche regulation or a parlay piece or something. I think those are both big favorites that we're relatively confident in for for tomorrow. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. All right, uh, Golden Knights slightly in there at plus 100. Uh, more importantly, the under six and a half at minus 115 in that game. Sure. All right. Uh, also, again, Carolina Hurricanes minus 130 against the Blues. I think we're both on that. And possibly yeah. the under six if it gets to there. I think it's under five and a half right uh, now. I doubt it gets to that far. But if, yeah, if you get under six, minus 110, absolutely. Yep. Uh, line shop, get a, get different different books there. Um, Dallas, another big favorite we like, whether it's team total, uh, regulation, parlay piece. Uh, Kraken, minus 125, crack, crack. I'm sure most of the Discord will be on that one. We've gone from quack, quack to crack, crack in the Discord. Yeah, yeah kinda, fuck the, fuck the kinda, ducks. Ducks kinda, are dead. Shot low. dead. Duck and then, uh, yeah, and then Panthers, Canucks, over six and a half. I think it's minus 130 now. Hopefully that doesn't go up to uh, seven, so... Yeah, that, that's what I got for uh, consensus plays. Uh, anything else you want to touch on here before we uh, wrap this up? We're good. Let's fucking uh, watch the Oilers play the Blackhawks. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're listening this far along and you're not subscribed to the podcast, I'm not sure what you're doing. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Game Podcast on Apple is sg.pn slash hockey. Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. Or just search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast on your preferred podcast platform. Um, follow us on Twitter as well at HockeySGPN. And if you're still listening, you're you're a diehard fan. So uh, if you want to help out with the show in any any way, any uh, behind the scenes stuff, any Twitter, social, graphic stuff, reach out to myself on Twitter. Reach out to the DM the Hockey Gambling Podcast Twitter account at HockeySGPN. Reach out to me in Discord. Uh, hoping to uh, get more interactive stuff there on the Twitter. So. If you have experience, no experience, hit me up and we can uh, try to figure something out there. 
All right. I am uh, Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertslp. I'm Joel Martin, who famous singing, Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles, über alles in der Welt. Is that to, 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 come on, come on. <laughs> Germany over Costa Rica tomorrow, minus three. That's the lock of the day. We're going to win by 70. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>